Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. It is now a Wednesday, December the 11th, 2019. Welcome into The Grid. It is sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. Look to make it rain for you as we get ready for a big night in the NBA and college hoops. Of course, just 24 hours away from week 15 of the NFL season to start. Nine days away from the beginning of a 40-game bowl season, which will include, of course, a national playoff and a national champion in college football. So plenty on the table this uh, end of the year. Can't believe it as we are looking at 21, 20 days left in 2019. It's kind of hard to believe, but in great fashion, though, it uh, it would be just perfect to end the year with the announcement of the evil empire being back. And yes, the New York Yankees uh, did something that uh, a lot of teams, uh, well, predominantly the teams on the West Coast have been trying to do, which was get and land the biggest fish of them all this offseason, Garrett Cole. And, And Garrett Cole and, of course, Strasburg and a couple other guys now Big name players, guys that are difference makers, uh, certainly can be difference makers for organizations moving forward. And the Yankees, well, they um, they had their eyes set on one guy and one guy only. And one Strasburg signed just 48 hours ago for a record breaking uh, deal, by the way, seven, seven years, two hundred forty five million dollars. Um, that lasted all of uh, 36, 38 hours, I think, somewhere along those lines. Once that was announced as he became the highest paid pitcher in baseball. And then the Yankees stepped in and said, you think that's nice? Uh, Let me show you what uh, overpaying looks like. Nine years, $324 million. The 29-year-old Garrett Cole, yep, he now becomes the highest paid pitcher that we have seen in, uh, well, ever uh, for that matter there, which means the Yankees will be paying him at least until he's 38 years old. And then probably beyond as they'll stretch out that $324 million as long as possible. But... It's interesting, too. The numbers are just gaudy across the board. But you're getting a guy that struck out 300 people last year before he got to 200 innings. Okay, you're talking about a guy that went a record breaking 76 innings in a row with striking out at least one batter. The closest uh, to that prior was uh, 42, I believe, by Pedro Martinez back in the day. That's it. Uh, You are talking about one of the most dominant pitchers we have seen. And you are talking about a guy that the Yankees drafted number one in 2008, couldn't sign, so he goes to college. Then you're talking about a guy that they tried to trade for a couple of years ago at the Pirates, couldn't get the job done. They lost out on Cole. They lost out on Corbin. And, of course, you went 103 games last year, and you managed to improve your team. That is what the evil empire is so good at. And we haven't seen this, guys. I mean, keep in mind that owners made the decision a few years back that analytics was everything. They were going to be very pragmatic in their approach to paying guys. 
And outside of the Machados and Harpers last year, we've got guys like Dallas Keuchel sitting around all year. Nobody wants to pay pitchers anymore. Well, it's nice to see that baseball got back to their, you know, excessive spending here a little bit. And who better to do that, Dane, than the New York Yankees to throw $324 million at 29-year-old Garrett Cole. I don't know what the odds are right now in the future. Uh, we'll look them up, but I bet you it is not, the Yankees' future price is not what it was yesterday. It got a little bit more expensive to back the New York Yankees. Ah, baseball. It sure no did, Joe. Days. No it money. It sure did. Good. Good morning, <laughs> Joe. The Yankees are now the World Series favorites. I can answer that Shocker. question for you. Shocker. I can answer that question for you because you know. And that listen, over this year, <laughs> I bet of you there's not a plus sign show, next to that name. I bet you there's not a plus sign. No, there is. There is. Oh, is there? Ooh, there how is, much? Joe. Joe, they are plus four fifty. They are plus 450 right now as we sit here. And, Joe, after doing this show for almost a year with you, it's really funny because, you know, I was I was asleep. I was in bed already, okay? I was in bed already because it happened at, what, like 1230, 1 a.m., something yep. like that. I wake up to, like, my group text of all my boys being like, we got coal, right? So the first thing I do is I go and I see the World Series 2020 markets, right? And, yes, Joe, the Yankees are. The World Series favorites now at plus 450. Houston, 5-1. to one. Dodgers, 6-1. to one. The Braves, 11-1. to one. And the defending champion Nationals at 13-1, to one, so on and so forth. Philly has something to say about it as well. Um, here are my initial thoughts, Joe. For months, what have I been telling you? The only thing the Yankees need to acquire is a value-add starter they could put over Tanaka, over Severino, over Paxton to start game one of a playoff series, and they got their man. So mm. it's all good. It ain't my money, Joe. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not <too> um, <laughs> at $36 million a year, Joe, we're paying the man a mil over a million dollars per start. You know, we hope the man makes 32 starts in the regular season. Let me say a million to start because I hope the man makes four postseason mm. starts in October as well. Right. right? So we're paying him a million dollars a start. And when you said things like Machado and Harper last year, Joe, you know, I'm OK with spending on starting pitching. I think that's what the market should spend it on, because as we've seen, Joe, why spend third? Why spend money on a guy like Josh Donaldson, who's 30 some odd years old and a corner infielder that's going to hit 30 home runs when you and I both know that in this three true outcome world we live in, the home run is now a dime a dozen. The home run should not be valued as much if I can bring up a kid who's going to bang me 28 home runs and the Minnesota Twins just found eight guys to hit them 25 home runs. So I don't think that's what's valuable anymore. What's valuable is that stud you can run out there in games one, four, and seven. Patrick Corbin got paid last year, and that worked out. So I think it is okay for them to spend the money on Garrett Cole. Last thing I'll say, you know, the same group text that I'm on, right? One of them is one of my best friends, one of my groomsmen. He's got a five-year-old kid, you know, and we're all happy. But I'm going to tell you right now, that kid is going to hate Garrett Cole in about eight years because his contract is going to be an albatross over the Yankees, you know. But if they win one or two rings in that time, it'll be all good. Hey, Joe, you think Garrett Cole will tell the Yankees how uh, – how they stole signs? 
<laughs> yeah, I think that era is gone there in, uh, in Houston. But, <laughs> you think I it'd mean, be like, yeah, we had a guy and we were banging yeah. and whistling. Yeah, we were doing it. Yeah, that ain't going to happen anymore. But listen, you got to see the ball. You actually have to hit the ball in order to be able to seal a sign. This so is true. I don't know they're going to be able to hit. And now they got to face him. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Going to get interesting. Major League Baseball. It's alive and well. Oh, yeah. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back in here. It is a very good morning to Garrett Cole. Pretty much nobody else. Just Garrett Cole here this morning should get a uh, good morning here because he just found himself uh, $324 million richer here today as the New York Yankees have done what many Yankee fans have hoped they would do is go out, get themselves a frontline starter, overpay if you have to, do what you got to do, make sure you improve that rotation. And that rotation is pretty improved right now with uh, Garrett Cole and Severino and Paxson and Tanaka. And I'm sure Jordan Montgomery will be in there at some point. So a uh, lot of good things happening for the New York Yankees. The uh, the evil empire can go back to being the evil empire now. People can hate them. Uh, keep this in mind, though, that the New York Yankees, uh, by signing Garrett Cole there, um, will now be paying more for Garrett Cole and for Giancarlo Stanton, then the Baltimore Orioles will be paying for their entire roster. Just want you guys to understand that. Uh, the entire team of the Baltimore Orioles will not cost what Giancarlo Stanton and Garrett Cole are. So once again, those of you that don't think uh, baseball is alive and well and making money, oh, they're making money. And the Yankees, uh, it's nice to see that nobody is uh, skimping on dollars and that uh, great teams need great players, and they're willing to spend for them still, which is good. Not great if you're the Angels or you're the Dodgers, and especially the Angels who really thought, right. you know, the $300 million they threw out at him was going to, that was going to solidify the deal. And unfortunately, it didn't. So now the Angels find themselves battling for guys like Madison Bumgartner, uh, Ryu, Keichel. Those are some of the big name free agent pitchers that are left out there. Uh, the guy that maybe wins the most now is Anthony Rendon, who is right. somebody's going to overpay for Anthony Rendon. Someone's and it's got gonna, money left to spend. <laughs> $324 million, you saved yourself, Dodgers and Angels. I can promise mm -hmm. you one of them is going to go to the bank and get Anthony Rendon in that lineup. Uh, who can only help them. So Artie Moreno's my guess. Yeah, <laughs> he's he gonna have to make up for it. I mean, he put three hundred right. million out there and it didn't get the job done, which is mind blowing. But Garrett Cole, uh, by the way, two starts in Yankee Stadium there, and his record was two and oh, two point oh eight ERA, fifteen Ks, thirteen inning pitch. You're getting a guy over the next couple of years simply in his prime, simply better than everybody else. And when you get a guy like Justin Verlander who comes out and says, I've never seen anything like this guy. I've never seen anything like it. 
well, unless he looked in a mirror, and even then he was like, I just, I can't believe what I'm watching here this year. He is that good. And you don't often get a chance to get these kinds of guys. But when you do, at least in the past, the Yankees were somebody that would certainly roll the dice and go get him. And Cashman, listen, you can't draft a guy in 2008 under your watch, not sign him, have him go to college, only to lose him in the supplemental draft to the Pirates, and then not be able to trade for him two years ago, not be able to get that or Corbin, and then miss out on a third time. There was no way in God's green earth that he was going to, Cashman was going to not get Garrett Cole the third time he was he's wanted him he drafted him it was his guy he wanted him he got him and it was nice that they met with Strasburg or had some conversations but the reality was they were going to go all in on Garrett Cole and you won 103 games last year you know how hard it is to improve on a 103 win team and yet somehow the Yankees managed to do that it's going to be ugly next year. There's going to be insults. There's, oh, the Yankees suck. They went out. But listen, they spent, they brought one guy. They've got a bullpen that still lights out, set, you know, depth beyond depth. They still have all of those guys in the prime. You know, they still got, uh, you know, look around that lineup. Yeah, guys like, uh, they, they're going to be here for the next five years. The Yankees have finally built. And I think maybe the lesson in all of this is that it doesn't happen overnight. You can't build championships overnight in baseball it takes a little bit of a growth and the yankees did it the right way they dismantled they got rid of the G, uh, the jita era yep they built from the farm system up and now that That's they right. have it they go out and spend the money on that one or two pieces there that can really put them over the top 103 wins guys they were two games away right from going to the world series last year and the guy that stayed in their way Classic Steinbrenner move here. The old man is probably dancing right now up in the sky. They went out and bought the guy that prevented them from going to the World Series last year. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. You know, about two weeks ago, one of the things I was telling you that I really liked about the Philadelphia Phillies is that everyone they were signing was from the NL East, (laughs) you know, and they were taken away from their competition. And that's exactly what the Yankees are doing, although not in the division, but in the entire American League, because they see Houston as kind of the competitor right now. Now, now, Joe. One of the things you said, you know, they won 103 games, but you and I on this show in the month of October described the difference between regular season baseball and playoff baseball, Joe. And they were built to win over 100 regular season games because they were hitting 300 home runs. You and I made the point that as it turned to October, you needed something a little bit different, right? You needed the clutch hitting, uh, you know, DJ LeMayhew and Glaber Torres can provide that. But what we needed and what I've been saying on this show for a year now is you needed that absolute frontline Cy Young starter, even above Tanaka, Severino, and Paxton. And that's what they finally went out and got. Okay, so absolutely, I think you do pay for this because this is what you need in playoff baseball. They're already built to win 103 games. And anybody that wants to tell me that this evil empire keeps on buying everything, I will say in response, Aaron Judge. Gary Sanchez, Miguel Andujar, Gio Urshela, Luis Severino, Dylan Batances, Brett Gardner, okay, Aaron Judge, I may have said him already, right? 
but these are guys that were homegrown. Even Glaber Torres was traded for by pieces that were homegrown that we gave up. We even now still have Clint Frazier, Montgomery, and others to turn into pieces if we need. And when you were running down that four-starting rotation that we now have of Cole, Paxton, Severino, and Tanaka, let's not forget another homegrown guy, Joe, who, by the way, was leading the American League in wins last year until the, you know, he got suspended with the domestic violence. Domingo Herman can slide into the number five spot. And as a young kid who was winning games, I'm okay with that too. I don't know how we can get this done, but maybe we can get it done. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to put our heads together here, Dane. I'm trying to figure out how we can get, um, Scott Boris to represent us here at SportsGrid uh, sure. because um, this but guy, just if you if you guys are keeping tally here, let me just let me tell you what he has managed to do here in just uh, a short time uh, this year. Now in the offseason, just over the last month or so, he has uh, managed to put two thirds of a billion dollars in three people's pockets. Yeah. Garrett called three hundred and twenty four million. Strasburg, two hundred and forty five million. Uh, Moustakas, $64 million. You are now looking at a $633 million guaranteed contracts for three dudes. And, oh, yeah, um, he represents Rendon. He represents Rendon, Ryu. Right? He represents Castellanos. He represents Dallas Keuchel. And, oh, yeah, we're not even including the year 2019 where he also represented Bryce friggin' Harper, who got, uh, you know, do we really need to tell you how much Bryce Harper got again? Um, oh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. He was also the guy that got Kyler Murray a whole lot of money to leverage against the NFL in Major League and Baseball. what's the agent? 10%? 10%? Joe? Not Is for him, it? it ain't. Not for him, it ain't. It's whatever the hell he wants it to be, he can get it to be. It's ridiculous. <laughs> when you Cole look at Strasburg and Rendon, just the three of them, Joe, may be a billion dollars. So what's well, 10% it's gonna, it's gonna, on that? What's you know, 10% on that? You know, giving Mustak is $64 million if he's not the co if he's not the agent. I, I mean, it's it. ridiculous what he I is doing. It. Look at the history here, guys. Since 1992, when Scott Boris came onto the scene, his first big signing was Greg Maddox. He got okay. Maddox five years, $28 million. His next big signing was the year after. He got this kid out of high school to sign with him. His name was Alex Rodriguez here in Miami. Yeah, that um, worked out. Yeah, that worked out pretty good. Oh, yeah, then he wasn't done with Maddox, by the way, because in 97, he got him a five-year, $57.5 million, was the biggest contract in baseball at that time. The dude was a buck 80 and threw 88 miles an hour. Oh, yeah, on it, Kevin, that's Kevin Brown. Though. How about Kevin Brown? Anybody remember Kevin Brown? Yeah. How much money he got there? Carlos Beltran? Anybody? Mets? Remember? You said Maddox got five for 28. I would like to see... What player in Major League Baseball has five for 28 right now? Doesn't exist. And how talented is Doesn't exist. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
Wow, I'm busting out a little cool in the gang here on a Monday. It must mean that it's time to put your money where your mouth is. Take yourself a shot, open up a sports wagering account, and do it with none other than FanDuel. It is Jersey's largest sports book. All you got to do is head over to FanDuel.com forward slash grid, and you can receive a free bet of up to 500 bucks there. That's a free bet of up to $500 simply by opening a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com forward slash grid. You got point spreads, you got game totals, you got props, you got parlays, in-game wagering as well, whether it be college or pro sports. You're in control simply by heading over to FanDuel.com forward slash grid. Open your new account. Claim that free wager of up to $500 today. And if you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. And uh, welcome in here on this Wednesday, December the 11th. uh, T-minus 20 days and counting till the end of the year. We've got just about nine days left here uh, before the start of 40. That's right. Count them, 40 college football bowl games that we can profit from. We need to bring on and, Joe Lisi. Uh, yeah, Joe Lisi will be around. Yeah, all you know, go. So, yeah, we'll get them all going on here uh, over the next couple of weeks. We'll get, this, uh, we'll get this ready to rock and roll. We also got a monster UFC card, the biggest of mm. the year, coming up this weekend. We'll get Jay and his crew on here. Nice. We got a lot of a uh, lot of opportunities to be able to profit coming up over the uh, the next 20 days. By the time the that ball drops, and it is 2020, people, there is uh, that's a whole nother set of opportunities starting in January. But uh, we got plenty of ways to make money, just like Scott Boris does for his clients. I, I, is there anybody better in the history of? Client, uh, you know, person relationships that has done a better job, except maybe the guys who represent Johnny Cochran and company. Uh, outside of that, keeping dudes out of jail. Um, the list of of Scott Boris clients that just should not have ever been paid any money. Uh, guys like I don't know Barry Zito got 126 million <laughs> back in 2006. Sure. Um, to Shara got, you know, the Yankees paid him eight sure. years, 180 million. Sure How about did. Jason Worth for seven years, $126 million? Uh, that was in 2010. We're not talking about last year either. We're talking like inflation here now, too. Take yeah, that yeah, into yeah. consideration. Anybody seen Prince Fielder? Uh, nine years, $214 million. I thought I saw him eating wings at a Hooters uh, a couple of weeks ago. But Prince Fielder, nine years, $214 million. That was in 2012. Uh, does anybody even understand that Elvis Andrus made 120 million in eight years uh, there? Anybody? Any? Anybody? No. Yeah. This is why people are like yeah. it's spiraling out of control. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. These are the examples. Do I need to bring up Jacoby Ellsbury for 153 million, guys? Do I need? How about Shin Shu Chu? Shin Su Chu. 130 million dollars he got in 2013. He's got a great on base percentage though, Joe. He's got a great yeah, on base. He was the percentage. first non-all-star in major league history, guys, by the way, to uh to ink a hundred million dollar deal. And who represented him? Scott friggin' Boris. And when you look at Harper Cole, Strasburg, you got Ryu, you got Rendon, you got Kite, you got you got cut, you got all of these guys still that are gonna be signed here. He could very well eclipse a billion dollars in contracts before the year is out for his clients. Five Joe, of them. Joe Five Boris is also also the client, the, the agent, we said of Strasburg, right? It was mm-hmm. really Boris that was like, nah, we don't want Strasburg pitching in the playoffs and messing up his arm. Yep. Remember yep. that? 
Boris represented Matt Harvey, who had the same issue with the Mets. And they were like, nah, 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 we got to protect the asset because they wanted his client to get to that payday so he could get his chunk as Mm -hmm. well. Remember I talked about this season, Chris Paddock, the young fireballer of the Padres. And I was like, oh, they may shut him down because it's a Boris client. So it's not only that he's getting them paid, right? He's also intimidating teams into not using them so they can hit the pot of the gold, uh, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow as well. Yeah, he got uh, guys. I mean, this relationship with Strasburg started when he signed him. Uh, at a college and got him when they signed him at that particular time. And I still think it's on record here. The single highest signing for a player to never actually play in, in any even minor leagues. He got him 15.1 million as a draft pick. They had to write a $15.1 million check, the uh, nationals. And he had already had issues with his arm, by the way, but he got them to sign $15 million to Strasburg before he pitched game one just to get him on the team. Otherwise, he was going to be more than happy to go to Japan or wherever the hell else he was going to go. And nobody to this day, that was back in 2009. Nobody's gotten even remotely close to that as a draft wow. pick. You know, $2 million, $3 million here. Right. What Kyler Murray get? What Kyler Murray get? Kyler got $10 million for, for two years. He got them to get the, to right. sign him up. But he had to give that money back, by the right, way. Right, right, right. But I'm just yeah, trying to see where the market Again, was. he the only reason he did it was so he could leverage Every the NFL. Right. And that was also Boris. Yep. I, it just, it's beyond hey, me what this what dude does. has done. He's good at what he, he does. He's changed I can't, I... everything in the game. Everything. Single-handedly, <laughs> one dude changed how owners looked at it, and that's why from 2013 to really just this past year, there was that lull where owners like, we ain't doing this anymore. Like, hell no, we ain't doing this anymore. We ain't overpaying for guys unless they are the Bryce Harpers of the world or the Mike Trey. Those were really the only guys left. The interesting question is now, what are you going to pay Judge? I'm just curious. What are you going to pay Judge? What about an Alex Bregman? It's, It's Alex Bregman's last year. Of his contract That's in correct. Houston, where the walls are closing in. Houston's talking about having to trade Correa, you know, to mm-hmm. the Reds potentially. So Bregman's about to come up. Okay, Judge, you know, uh, uh, Juan Soto is 20 years old. Yep. <laughs> you know, some of these young studs that we talk about. You know, what about when Ronald Acuna and Ozzy Albies come up for the Braves? You know yep. what I mean? There's probably examples on all these young, all these young, Bellinger. What about when Bellinger comes up? Like, you know, we talk, we see it in the quarterback market, right? How everyone sets the market for the next guy, you know, and keeps on pushing it. That It's only going to be the true cream of the crop, right, Joe? Yes. But we talk about how many, how many amazing studs are there 23, 24 years old or younger? You know, the Francisco Lindors of the world, the, mm-hmm. the Juan Sotos, these names. Hoo-wee, amazing time to be alive. Yeah, it really is. And again, if you, uh, you know. Comes down to playing football or playing baseball here, guys. I don't know what the hell the choice is here. It's uh, the NFL players continue to be left out. However, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And for those of you that have stuck a fork in the uh, the NFL and saying, oh, the product sucks, they suck. All right. Well, they announced the salary cap for next year here, guys. And shockingly enough, uh, it jacked itself up an extra $10 million per club next year. Uh, now know. teams will be able to spend between 197 and 202 million dollars next year. That's a, by the way, a 40 percent increase since 2015. It's a 65 percent increase since 2011. 
Yeah, they're going to be spending more than $7.7 billion in player costs, including benefits there with teams. Now, no, and I don't care what it is, no company spends $7.7 billion, Dane, to make a million dollars. You're right. spending seven point seven. Do the math, guys. With uh, like with the end with these owners, <laughs> they are how the um, it's printing money still to this day. It's printing money, and it's only uh, it's only going to continue to rise. That I don't think that we're even gonna close. It's going to be better, Joe, when there's that. terminals where you can make bets at every stadium. Exactly. Too. That's exactly. going to help. Yeah, the NFL's <laughs> demise. Cool. It's going to help. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> you know? no, no. You don't spend $7.7 billion among 30-some-odd uh, teams money, here. 7.7, you, you spending it, you're going to make it. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, right. by the way, you're still not going to be able to smoke weed. So uh, get, get get your hands, get your arms. Digital television contract. Wrap your arms around that because you can bitch and moan about the NFL all you want. It's still going to be though, printing money. Here's the other part, though, and we've talked about this a lot. You know, what is dangerous, though, Joe, and I don't know if people care or not, right, is we talk about how we keep on pushing the boundaries and it gets really expensive and all this stuff, and the Yankees can do it and the Dodgers can do it and the Red Sox and, and soon the Mets with Cohen's money. But when you also talk about this with teams wanting to, as I say all the time, run away from the middle, Joe, mm. right, like only some teams – are going to pay nine years, $324 million, right? So we are also kind of fulfilling this, this tiered system, right? Because some teams are going to acknowledge, nope, it's our time to lay in the weeds. And mm -hmm. are we making kind of a two-tiered league? The ones that are competing and everybody else who's just going the route of, I got to draft the kids, I got to draft the kids, hope my core of kids come up together like it did with the Royals, like it did with the Cubs, like it did with the Astros, and then just pour lighter fluid on it when the time is right, we're really creating kind of a the, have not, the haves and the have-nots, are we not? No, it's, it's been like that for a while now, unfortunately, and I don't know how that's ever going to change either. It's... You're going to have well, some teams that are just the, pushing the salary cap is not going to fix it. <laughs> it's not going to help it at all. That's all I mean, I'm saying. Even remotely close to helping it. Only it only reinforces it, that. Yeah. Now you've got, um, you know, even yesterday too, you've got Bruden and company have, uh, you know, sent that they, they threw out three veterans on the team. They released them on a defensive side. You know, they, they're in the middle of clearing house there. And a lot of these organizations, I think you're going to start seeing that over the next couple of weeks where you're either on board or you're not on board. Yep. And I do. you're going to start seeing, and, and Gruden's already sending a message very loud and clear, um, it's not going to be acceptable and your free ride is over. And I'm starting to think we're going to start seeing, especially these new regime places here, uh, okay. Detroit, for culture. instance. Yeah, it's a lot of that is going to start taking place. Guys are going to get a wake-up call. And they should. I mean, let's let's be realistic. They should. Unless, of course, you are the New York Jets, at which particular point you simply once again now trade Le'Veon Bell and Jamal Adams, because that seems to be uh, once again what's being leaked. I don't know how these things get leaked. I really don't. Uh, you, yes, you address so. this at yes, the this was all addressed at the trading deadline. You guys explained it. It wasn't us. Teams were calling us that, you know, we're, of course, we're going to answer the phone. They had a lunch with Jamal Adams to, to set. And now yesterday it's, yeah, well, Jamal Adams gone. Um, So is, uh, you know, so is like, like again, like with three weeks before to see here we go again. It ain't coming from them. They don't want to be traded. They're like, they're like, none of them are bringing this up. So what what in the world is going on? So now you're not going to build around Jamal Adams again now? I'm, I'm lost track here, Dane. I completely yeah, lost track. That's really ridiculous.
I'm here in New York where the big story is that Lev Bell went out bowling Saturday night oh. when he was sick. But, Joe, I got to tell you, he bowled a 251. Like, that's good. I wish I could have the flu and bowl a 251. I, Lev Bell's got money on the professional bowling tour if he wants it. I hate the Jets. I just hate them. I hate every part of them. I hate every part of DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. It is, uh, once again, a very uh, happy Wednesday to Mr. Garrett Call there. 324 million, nine years, New York Yankee uniform. They are celebrating in the streets of Yankee fandom, as well they should around the world. Garrett Cole jerseys will be flying off the shelves at some particular point, only you won't be able to know it really is unless you know his number because the Yankees. Anyway, that's a whole different story. So. The reality here is that uh, the Yankees uh, are going back to being exactly what they have been for years and years is they make the game of baseball more interesting when people hate them. That's what the Yankees are. And uh, they've always been, you know, you go 10 years without winning something. And the first time ever in the history of the franchise where you go a decade without actually going to a World Series or competing and yeah, and Yankees, the luster uh, was a little, uh, the shine was a little off there, Dane. A lot of teams, a lot of people just, uh, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, Yankee. Well, I'm wondering what that's going to be like now over the next five years. I'm wondering, I'm wondering what the, yeah, I'm wondering <laughs> how many seats are going to be empty now in Yankee Stadium here throughout the season. It's going to be uh, interesting to see since nobody can afford to go there anyway. Another very interesting thing, Dane, that happened overnight. It's been going on for the last couple of days. And somehow or another, I got tagged. Okay. In a uh, in this argument that has been going rapidly now, I can't even I can't even find any of the other posts because I seem to it just people are going absolutely ballistic over. I I'm shocked uh, to tell you the truth that it's gotten to where it's gotten. But I don't know if you heard that Michael Vick was yeah. is going to be honored at the Pro Bowl, right? And he was also, I think, going to be an honorary captain or something along those lines where, you know, the Pro Bowl, who nobody watches or gives a crap about anyway. Um, And people have been going nuts because there's a petition circulating now that people are signing saying, absolutely not. There's no way he should be a captain. He shouldn't be honored, yada, yada, this and that. So one side of the argument is that Michael Vick. What more do you want the guy to do? He served his time. He lost billions upon millions of dollars. He has he has done, of all the guys that have done wrong in their life, and by the way, you know, who are we to judge? Because we've all done some terrible things, uh, whether we want to admit it or not, at some point. He made the mistake. He paid for it. His debt to society, his debt period. And he's done everything right since being released from prison. Right, Dane? I mean, I don't know what more you could ask for a guy you know, who screwed up more guys, I, I would hope, end up uh, on the redemption train that Michael Vick was on there. 
Um, you know, is there ever a total forgiveness for what he did with the dog? Absolutely not. We know this. But, you know, you can't sit there and just hold a guy for the rest of his life. Uh, he's done so many more things after that that are good that I think it's it's ridiculous not to recognize. But I'm just amazed in this day and age how infuriated people get over things that really have nothing to do with affecting their life one way or the other. And they are completely adamant about him not being recognized in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and, and people do realize like he came out of prison, went back and played in the NFL. Like people understand that, right, Dane? I mean, if, if then what does it mean to pay your debt to society, Joe? Right. You know what I mean? Like the me- he went to prison, Joe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you you yes. know? I mean, it's not like this guy was suspended for four games, you know, like he went, he went to prison. Okay. And Mm -hmm. since then, everything I know, like we could check the record, Joe, but hasn't he even done stuff like give money to PETA and ASPCA and stuff like that? Started his own found, exactly. His own animal foundation. Exactly. He's been saving animals ever since. I'm not advocating for the dog fighting and all that stuff, but the man paid his debt to society. Okay, mm-hmm. so like what I'm on the side, like, let the man live. He's been nothing but he, he's learned from his mistake. And to mm-hmm. be quite honest, like, that's a really good thing, Joe. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, he's yeah. actually an example. I got to Joe, honestly, I used to, you know, I used to be in education. I opened the middle school and I mm-hmm. literally played a press conference Michael Vick once had to talk right. about, like, remorse and accountability. I was trying to teach mm-hmm. the value of, like, accountability and remorse. And he's yep. a good example of that. Like, and yep. this is, what, 10 years ago now? It's... And he went to prison, people. Let it go. Yep. Lost millions, guys. Everything he had, he lost millions. And it was really, you know, people see dog fighting, they don't even bother to find out what the what the backstory was. But you know, he wasn't at these houses where you know he no, he, was he had that the dogs, circle right? of friends, he right? He had that circle of friends that hey, dude, yes. let me use your house in Virginia while yes. you're playing. And he took the fall for for everybody because he made bad choices about who he hung around with. with but he paid, he went to jail. He lost a $100 million contract. He was a pariah for all those years. And to me, it's more important. What did you do after that fact? Like, what did you right, do after that fact? What? What? Since a- then, he has done everything right. Everything right. He's been, in essence, like a great advocate for exactly. the exact causes, you know, exactly. that he was blacklisted exactly. for in persona non grata. Like, this is a, exactly. this, to be honest, this is exactly what you should highlight. Like, this is the process. You, mm. you know, America, <laughs> you know, if you want to talk mm. about criminal reform, yep. <laughs> right? Like, this is exhibit A. The yep. man is now an advocate for the exact thing. That's like someone, you know, having a horrible being a drug dealer. Never what? once. He never exactly. once, never had a headline about Michael Vick in any derogatory way since 2009 when he when he left. And by the way, he was in Leavenworth. Leavenworth. Right. He, he wasn't so, in county jail, guys. Right, right, he went right. to Leavenworth. <laughs> so here's the other thing then. What are you telling me? Like, uh, then how is Ray Lewis in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. <laughs> and you know the list I mean? goes like, on, man. What are, exactly. Yeah, what are yeah, we going to yeah. say here? Are we right. saying that when something's an issue that – what should happen is you're done, you're blacklisted forever, or do we believe in the idea of retribution? Do we mm-hmm. believe in the idea of restorative, you know, whatever? 
Um, Like, because if we do on any level, then Michael Vick is the perfect test case to recognize that. Shouldn't we be applauding guys who have made egregious, terrible mistakes in their life, but have done nothing but repented and reformed themselves right. to to come around it's, for it's that? Are, it, it, isn't the he the guy work. that you want to put up and say, listen, exactly. we're all going to make mistakes, some worse than others, but yes. it's what you do after that mistake that counts and that matters. And could, you think he wouldn't do, if he could do it all over again, he would have avoided that right. crew altogether? Of course he would have. Of course he and would you know, have. And, and we're not being like advocates for Vic. What we're saying is that he did something, it was bad, and and yeah. he was held accountable. That's right. He has tried. He Financial ruin, bankrupt, lost everything, jail, Leavenworth. And all he did from minute one to step out was try and reform right. himself, was try to be a, a everything that he was prior to going into jail. He was 180 degrees different when he left jail over there. He like, should an ex-con exactly. ever be able to work again after they're out of prison? Exactly. He is a guy that did something so terrible, but learned his lesson and was not the same person afterward. Not one of these guys, not like OJ, who, you know, goes and all of a sudden pretends like, you know, that's a show. We know he's a psychopath. Really? How much have you heard from Michael Vick since since he stopped playing football? You know, I don't I'd want to ask, you know what people should do? They should literally ask PETA and ask the ASPCA if Mm -hmm. they think Vick should not be honored. Yeah. Because he works with them. He, he's been working with I'm them saying. for the last that's 10 what I'm years. Yeah. Because they yeah. would probably be like, nah, you know what? He's really done a lot of good work for pet awa- uh, animal awareness and animal yep. rights. You know, yep. it's all these people who want to blah, blah, blah. But I mm-hmm. bet ASPCA, I bet Peter right now be like, nah, actually, he's a great advocate and an ambassador for us now. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I just don't, uh, you, you can't have it both ways. You, you can't be so cynical where. Right. No matter what somebody does, they're still a piece of crap or they're defined by the thing, the worst moment of their life. You know, there's a lot of hypocrisy out there with people. It becomes very easy to sit there in judgment up there in that that seat of yours. You know, if he was still whatever, but he's not. He is showing, like... He has evolved, and, he and that's what we want to get to get himself. But he didn't ask to be honored. He did. This was right, the right, NFL right. saying, "Listen, you are the exact example, especially in our league, of what we yeah. should be promoting and saying, guys, you're going to screw up, but there's this, you know. And so what? Ray Rice should never what? Should never be allowed out in society exactly. again? On like, NFL has field. that I mean, not been a guy that's done everything right, right since? Absolutely. Like we have to. Yes. It, what, I'm not advocating for dogfighting, right? Nobody but is. This is Nobody what happened. Is. He got right. caught. He paid his penalty. And since yep. then, he's been on the right side of this. Yeah. I. And again, this whole idea, let's sign a petition and, and uh, you know, yeah. and, and think and have some well, say about. Who's trying to do this? Who's trying yeah. to sign the Where's this coming from? Random fans was created, obviously, from, you know, a a group that is so over the top with, you know, with animal rights. Which I said, even PETA, they they know he's probably doing animal good stuff for animal rights right now. So they understand. I'd be interested to see where this comes from. Yes, I get that. I mean, you've got, what, more than 200,000 signatures and it's growing. It's I just don't get it. You know nothing yeah. about the man outside of what you've read in the headline. You've never met him. You've never talked to him. You don't know what kind of person he is. And yet you somehow sign your name to a petition and judge a guy simply because of what you read on what? The Internet? I'm with you on this I, one, Joe. 
I just, I just don't get it. And it, it speaks to a larger issue uh, in society that we have right now. And, and you can you can go down the list, uh, social media, especially with athletes who are always in the public eye. Not everybody is meant for the spotlight, guys. Not everybody, you know, not everyone came from the cushy suburbia life that you did what? signing the petition and creating the petition. You know, this... Um, you know, at that particular time, guys make mistakes and they learn from them. It's part of the entire life process. You grow and you mature. You you know, when you get older in life, listen, from 20, when I was 20 compared to where I am now, Dave, there were things and views that I had when I'm oh, 20. Sure. I'm just like, God, my word, what the sure. hell? I, how am I not dead or in jail? Like, you got to be kidding me. But I'm really glad that, there was no social media back then, though, Joe. Yeah, I mean, but isn't don't we all have that? Or is it <laughs> or is your life just Absolutely. so great? Ah, that you course. can sign a petition and try and have an opinion on somebody you know nothing about. These are the guys getting Pelotons for Christmas, Joe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've seen that ad? Exactly. You know? um, exactly. That's the thing, Correct. but absolutely. But here's, I mean, honestly, here's what I keep going back to. The man served his time in prison, Joe. Yes. yes. What our society thought was punishment for his actions mm-hmm. have taken place. And since then, he has literally been an ambassador and an advocate for the same exact infractions and causes that he went to prison for. Right. Like, and this was what, 10 years ago? Yep. I mean. And it's so funny because the, the argument is that they're lumping Michael Vick in with recency bias of headlines of guys with, you know, just bad guys like Tyreek Hill and others and all of these, you know, they're putting in this, you know, why is the NFL not taking any responsibility for the behavior of its current or former Mm -hmm. players? Well, they they did. He was banned. He went to Leavenworth. Like he went to jail. Like, you know, you probably don't even remember what the hell happened because you weren't old enough to understand what right. was going on. You know nothing about the situation. Or you read a headline and now you're signing a petition. That's pretty damn scary to me, man. It really is that all of a sudden we're just judging people from a headline we read on the Internet. It, Absolutely. Yeah, it's he went to prison, people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. like I can't go I have to go back to that. I'm sorry if I'm a broken record. People like the same you people do signing this thing cry if the they lose twenty and bucks. then you get released. Yeah. If they lost twenty dollars, they cry. Like could you imagine losing a hundred million dollars back in the early two you know, two thousand ten? This is evidence that the system worked. He was yes. reformed and rehabilitated. But he's got a wannabe, which he was. Even to this day. Yep, yep, exactly the guy that you want to hold up. Unbelievable. All right, coming up, hour two, make it rain. Dive into some of this week 15 action next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
So last night, uh, yeah, very nice. There was uh, last night some some record breaking storylines that uh, that popped up. Of course, Garrett Cole leading everything there. Three hundred twenty four million nine years. New York Yankees sign him, highest paid pitcher ever. Outside of Strasburg, who was there for like 36 hours, he he led the league. But congratulations, uh, both of them. I would do anything to have on my team. And uh, also last night, there was um, just pure craziness here, uh, Dane. I, I just I could not believe it when I saw it. I was laughing this morning because I thought it was a joke. But um, you may remember uh, last year, Jared Culver led Texas Tech to the finals there. He got drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, good guy, great guy. What I didn't know is he's got a younger brother who plays for uh, Wesleyan Baptist uh, basketball there. It's an NAIA school. And um, he dropped 100 last night. Like 100 he did. Yeah, 100 points, man. He Dane scored one. Muted. Who is muted? I believe Dane Who's is. muted? I think Dane is Dane muted. Dane is muted. Oh, all right. Well, no, I can hear him. I can hear him. I think he's good to go. Yes. No, you're good, Dane. I got you. As long as all I can hear go. you, cool. man, that's good to go. Good to go. Um, yeah, let's do it. The dude dropped a hundred friggin' points on a team last night. Now I, you know, people, this cracks me up too, Dane. Oh, it's NAIA. It's not like the listen. I don't care if it's YMCA intramural (laughs) basketball. Okay, you drop a hundred damn points in a game. You are, dude. You are balling like I have never seen before. (laughs) Exactly, dude. I could not believe it. He dropped one hundred. And by the way, it's a, it's a college. Basketball game, Dane. He was 34 of 62 from the field. 34 of 62. He drops a hundred. Uh, he has he outscored every other player on the floor 100 to 87. Wow. That that's what he was. And by the that's way, Will Chamberlain did it. Yeah, and no, they definitely won the game, which would have been hilarious <laughs> if he lost. But uh, yes, no, 124 to 63. So only 24 points came from anybody outside of this kid. Wow. I, I just. Do not sit there and diminish it by the fact that it's not division. Oh, I say, wouldn't have done that against Virginia. It, I don't care. None of it matters. You drop a hundred points in any regulation game. Can oh I my! For, for next game? Exactly. I'm trying to look for a line. Is what I'm looking for, man. NAIA. Wow. 36. 36 out of 60. I, unbelievable. Congratulations, dude. You probably just got yourself drafted somewhere. Somebody's going to draft you. NAI.